now. Yo, what is up, guys? This is the Cloud9 Podcast Season 6, Episode 14, and this is the final episode of the Cloud9 Podcast for 2022, because there is nothing else to talk about, and I already have finished and completed my channel update video for you guys. So my channel update video should be out in a couple of days, and then that just pretty much details what the new series is, and it also... Um, is going to let you guys know what I do in the offseason when it pertains to League of Legends, you know? So, yeah, on this episode, I'm going to be talking about the LEC. I'm going to be talking about the LCS. We're going to talk about Worlds. We're going to talk about just pretty much, you know, what happened in 2022 and just hopes and what's good for 2023. Yeah, that's pretty much it, you know? Ziak, what's up, man? How are you doing, man? Yeah, I was waiting on Chaz. He was getting his ass eaten out by fucking chocks and shit. So he was like, you got to wait, man. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that worked. Like, out here, guys. Fucking carry, like, um, Abadagi in the clover last year. That's what it felt like. I had a fucking carry out. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like. Wow. But yeah. Other than that, I wonder man. where we start. Well, I might as well start with the LEC. First, since we're gonna yeah. just cover that, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover the LEC, um, because we're gonna talk about that that Carlos drama. So imagine all that we had all that Carlos drama that popped off, and everyone's like, I don't know how I'm gonna ever get over this. Yeah, you will, because that's just how life works. You just get over stuff, or <laughs> people don't sometimes forget. They just choose to. Oh no, they forget. What's that word? They they, choose, for, they, they forgive. They forgive, but don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Why did I get a point out of a Bella Danger? What the hell? Uh, oh, Lord. She was getting her torn out. You know, I'll never even understand this, too. Why does a Bella Danger have an OnlyFans when you can literally watch her get completely blown the fuck out? Because she, she has more rare content. I don't have any idea. <laughs> I just factored this in. I was watching this. Why would... A Bella Danger need an OnlyFans when you can wow. literally go on X videos and watch her get her whole butthole destroyed by a black guy and a, a girl. Guy. Not even not not a black guy. Jay Mac, Johnny Sims, like all these niggas out here and that ass like tissue. Like yeah, like if you watch her lesbian stuff, it's actually really good. You you'd see her just squirting everywhere. So I don't know what you're going to her OnlyFans for. That's what I don't understand. Like that would it would make any sense for like Adriana Chedek to have an OnlyFans either because like I can literally see you get fisted. Yep, get fisted, get come down, cream <laughs> pie, back blown oh out. Like but that's... <laughs> Jeez, man. I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it with some people. Like literally, if you're seeing her take a whole fucking dick up her butt, if you if you if you see the girl get gang banged, there's there's no reason to ever buy that girl's OnlyFans. Like, <laughs> you see her just take multiple dicks, like just 
Oh my god! And then someone was like, "Why would Cloud Nine ever ever fund one of these podcasts? They can get better production quality." Well, I I shouldn't have to legitimately explain to you that this is not an official Cloud Nine podcast, and I don't feel like I need to have to do that because I'm not. I don't believe people are that stupid. If you're actually that stupid, then you need to actually get context clues or learn how the real world functions. You know, yeah, always, like I hate always that. Believe people are stupid because people are stupid. Always yeah. believe that. Like, I hate that we have to fucking literally, in visceral detail, explain stuff to people. It's like, no, if you can't figure it out for yourself, I'm not going to explain it to you. There's some stuff that just should be implied, and then there's some stuff where I have to explain it to you, I have to explain it to you. But if you're just going to purposely act stupid or knowingly act ignorant, then sure, whatever. Do whatever you want. I don't give a flying fuck. I'm not going to sit here and just fucking tell you what the hell's going on. It's like, what the fuck? What the hell's going on? You know? Crazy, it's like, man. geez, I'll I watch it. I hate the league fans sometimes. Oh my god, I was, I was watching a channel earlier where they gave us like their preseason top 10 list of all the um LEC team, LCS teams. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, they got one to see the number five. I'm like, okay, that, I, I that works. There's a lot of people that are putting fly quest up like number two, number three. I'm like, oh, okay, fly quest. Because I think FlyQuest is the only team that didn't bring any of their people back from last year, from last split. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, FlyQuest? I was like, I'm looking. I was like, damn, FlyQuest just said everybody got to go. Yeah. I would have did it too, on, honestly. It may, it makes sense to do that if you're looking at it from FlyQuest's angle. My thing is, what, what was FlyQuest's um, anticipation for last year? Because some teams are like – just make playoffs. You know how it goes. Like most of the time, you build a roster like that. You're going okay. Well, pr- we can most likely make playoffs if we do anything else. It's kind of it's not like you you anticipate just doing the bare minimum, which like just going to playoffs. But then let's say if they pulled off a miracle upset or like they won against a really top tier team, then that would be an accomplishment for them because they uh, if you can't look at a roster like that and go like that's going to go to Worlds. I think Takuli was one of the best mids we had all year, but yeah. they didn't really, they themselves didn't think so because they were going to go on a different route. They went into this like whole uh, Korean um, team builder situation. Cloud9 also did a similar situation earlier this year, and that didn't really work out for them too. So, we'll yeah. see how that goes. Oh my goodness. But yeah, this is going to be an interesting split coming up because it, for, for the LEC and LCS because there are, there are teams that you are looking at and you're going, I can see the potential in this roster. Maybe not in spring, but maybe during the summer, these rosters yeah. start coming together. And, like, that's why I, I told people earlier this year, too, I didn't mind that Cloud9 didn't do so well at the beginning. Because, I mean, to be fair, it is just spring. And I'd rather get all the issues out in spring than have those issues come up in summer. I would have rather the roster imploded in spring than in summer, you know? So that's just me personally. Uh, we're gonna be going over the LEC in just a moment, guys. I gotta go to the stream. So if you're watching this on the replay or you're watching this uh, live, uh, the goal for these streams, these ones on this channel specifically, are just like five likes because we usually get like ten people max watching. Five likes, what I asked for. Smash the like button. Five likes. Oh my god, five likes is the goal. Let's go. Hell yeah. Hashtag C9 win. Okay. But hell yeah. 100 thieves suck. 
Cloud nine sucks too, nigga. Oh, you 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 can be my bridesmaid, bitch. <laughs> nigga, you oh. gained you you gained a side hoe about that. We um, no, I'm the yes. main. I was a pants in this relationship. What are you talking nah, about? Nah, nigga, you, man, you <laughs> what are you talking him? about? You was man, you asking this nigga to buy you fucking. He's white though. He he's got it. You know, it's, it's reparations, motherfucker. What are you talking about? Man, you asking this motherfucker to buy you video games, nigga. Come on. He's son. white. What are you talking about? What the fuck they gotta do with anything? He white. Uh, he's white. What do you mean? You nigga sir? keep saying he's white, but that, what the fuck does that mean? They they owe us, dude. They owe us, you know, reparations. They they slaved us. You know, they made me sleep with their white wives, you know? Yeah, that actually wouldn't be like, a bad thing either. Zach, <laughs> yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. Hmm. I closed the poll and didn't vote. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh shit. But all right, let's go over the LEC. We won't, we won't go over it too long. I I, I have that's, good as well. To that's about the LEC. Like, yeah, man. I'm scared out with that trash ass poll, nigga. I I already know what I'm gonna say about the LEC, so I'm gonna wrap it up decently quickly. Chess, if you know anything about the LEC, try if you want to. I've been looking into it. Like the only, like the the one team I room for change their fucking name. Rogue. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. So with the LEC 2023 winter split coming up, the format changes are. We'll talk about those also later on too. That's also crazy because that that's another discussion I want to have with you guys later on too about how many shows we can have next year. Now you're going to be getting more shows next year, but it's not because I didn't want to do them. It's more like I'm kind of forced to based off the schedule. Now. The only interesting teams to talk about in the LEC, obviously, are G2, Mad Lions, Rogue, who are now Koi, and you have Fnatic, you also have Team Vitality, um, you also have Excel, who are going to have a really interesting roster coming up in 2023 as well. Um, well, it's crazy, because let's start with this G2. Let's get this Carlos situation out of there. I was thinking about this earlier today when I was at work about Carlos. Fact yeah. of the same, guys, a guy literally was just partying, was just partying with a, a friend of his, that he says, and then this friend apparently is so controversial that it made the people that were running G2 with Carlos made Carlos step down. That is borderline because, ridiculous. Because people online was like, we're not going to, you know, we're boycott everything G2 does. is like, really? We ain't boycotting nothing, man. But Yeah, I, I remember we, we, we were having that discussion with Warren and Sean, and I just still couldn't wrap my head around the fact that a guy was forced. A person, this is what I made the company, though. This guy who made G2. In fact, this person who made G2, you wouldn't have G2 without Carlos. Factor that in, okay? Yeah. Then this person was per- apparently asked to step down as a CEO. He takes that, you know, that, 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 that unpaid leave, even though he's already a fucking multi-millionaire anyway so that doesn't make any sense to be yeah. unpaid for then you factor in they didn't i think they didn't make they made their permanent partnership for valorant well their female team is allowed to be on the female uh the other uh female tour for the all for the all, all the girls teams i don't know about the men i don't know if they they'll get a spot for the permanent partnerships in terms of valorant franchising next year which apparently they didn't so they can only have like a female valorant team for g2 which is what part of that that valorant um tournament you guys saw that was partly in due to the fact that you know g2's main team wasn't accepted into the permanent partnership because of the whole andrew tate thing which i think is like really really stupid personally like a person getting essentially fired over just partying with someone 
and a two second clip just honestly is just fucking stupid. Like you must be some weird SJW leftist to think some shit like that. Like essentially just kind of canceling him. Like people don't really call it that, but that is essentially canceling him, which is wrong. You know, I, I think at least in League of Legends, we should be a little bit above that. You know, I, I don't think I'd ever have to deal with like people canceling each other, you know, but essentially he got canceled and I don't think it's best for the scene at all to have a guy like that canceled at all. I don't really get the need to do it. I think people need to stop looking at stuff in the moment and start thinking about stuff long-term because people keep saying things about G2 keeping players in contract jail and all that other stuff, which is also not true. But but let, let's say for argument's sake, it was other teams do it too. So I don't know why G2 is the only one getting the brunt of it. I mean, Fnatic keeps players on contract jail. Rogue literally could have sold Hansama to G2 at the beginning of, la- of the at the end of Worlds last year, but they gave Hansama to Team Liquid because of Hansama, that means he wouldn't be competing against them. Yeah, that that's how it happens. That that happens all the time. And also with Z two, I say I think I think low key they were kind of not Z two, but I think Riot Games in general were still pissed about Carlos like lending money to who was it. Um, Fanatic, fanatic. Well, that was six years ago. That was a long. That was but, when G2 first into the fucking scene. That'd be crazy. I mean, Riot has vendettas against people. I'm not. But I, but I tell you right now, companies like that don't have vendettas. Like you, you, you essentially. They, or you think they like fanatic more? So when they had the chance to get rid of Carlos, they do it. You think? I think I think they were waiting until a situation happened where they could where they could squeeze. Caught him G- slipping. They <laughs> could they could squeeze G two hands. Be like, hey. uh this guy is hanging out with somebody that people online don't like, and they're mm-hmm. making a big noise about it. You know, and of course, yeah. you know, we get it's like, all right, cool. But then at the same time, as soon as they get rid of Carlos, they still fuck G2 over. It was like, I think they're still pissed off at G2 and Carlos for like essentially lending money to a Did rival- you look at that situation that I sent you? That's some fucked up shit. I, I, G2 I, gave I, Fnatic money to stay in the league. And then Riot reverses the loan, so G2 doesn't get that money back, and Fnatic is staying in the league. Like, what the like, fuck? Essentially, like, you stole money from them. That's a yeah, that's stealing. No, I saw that, and I kept looking. I was like, all right, cool. Um, not cool, but in a sense, um, Riot has. I think they like Fnatic more than G2. There's got to be a reason. That you do you do that the way you do it, and then, dude, literally, Adam last year put out a twit longer, and one of the lines in his twit longer said, "I was treated like shit by the fanatic management." And literally, it's actually what we even we, we even said on the show. I re, I read his twit longer out when he had that issue with upset and all that world situation. Like, I, I think G two will be fine moving forward. I think potentially Carlos hired enough good pieces. For the League of Legends side yeah. that'll last, I, but looking at just how G2's roster is going to be moving into next year, I mean, I have hope. I mean, they're usually always one of the best teams in the league, if not the best. Team. Like, put a fact factor in a year where, that was supposed to be a rebuild year for them. They won a title, they got first place in the summer split, they got fourth, I think, in the spring. Yeah, they got fourth in the spring, I think, actually. Yeah, they got fourth in spring for the regular season, at least. Yeah, they got fourth in the spring, and that was also due to a lot of other shenanigans in the standings with teams yeah. like kind of like barely beating each other. They also gave a lot of free wins to teams that didn't need it, where they were just fucking choking their asses off, you know. But they managed to win a title in spring, go to MSI, get top four, 
summer they finished first place and they even finished second place in the summer split too so like it's not all that bad for this year which is supposed to be a rebuild year for them with essentially worse players they did i think they did fairly well honestly now the only other teams to really go over that people want to hear about is obviously Fnatic and uh rogan mad lions so mad lions started out this year because they humanoid and um what's the name humanoid and karzy well humanoid went to Fnatic. karzy went to um vitality so obviously you, you lose some very very key pieces right there mad lions bring in reeker and they bring in unforgiven unforgiven now is the person you guys see on 100 piece academy reeker is one of the worst mids i've ever seen in my life and man turbo sprinted it the whole split he just straight up just ran it down just 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 dude dude put on his shoes went outside put peanut butter over his eyes and just went across the street because that's what he was playing he played with no eyes so then they swap him out for niski as you guys know who niski is previously in na eu bouncing back and forth on cloud nine fanatic what's crazy about um niski was on fanatic before a long time ago or actually earlier last year too and then uh they they, they get uh niski because they failed to make uh, playoffs in spring because you guys forget mad lions won both titles for the lec last year so they were the, the defending champions they come into spring they don't make playoffs they actually barely missed playoffs too they were seventh place in spring so they obviously get niski all the players get you know uh coaches they get the the all pro team yeah. the first all pro team the coaching staff of the split award but mad lions can't win a bo5 in playoffs and still manage to make worlds as a fourth seed they met, they won a single BO5, and that was actually at Worlds against um Simon Buffalo, actually. Yeah. That was the only team they beat. They lost every playoff series. They lost against Miss they lost against Rogue. They lost against Fnatic. Uh they also lost against Simon uh and EG too. They were just getting completely just destroyed. I don't know what happened in the playoffs. I think they peaked really hard in the regular season because they were actually really good in the regular season. They just I think gotta kind of factor in i think teams need to kind of pace themselves more you don't want to be peaking in a regular season like what the fuck you don't want yeah. to be doing that shit you know so they peaked in the regular season as you probably got guys have heard the narrative no they did not win a single bo5 in the uh playoffs actually the only close bo5 they played was against rogue that was actually legitimately close that could have went either way but they ended up losing that one then they lose to Fnatic. they don't want a single bo5 in playoffs and then and they go to worlds that is just deplorably disgusting <laughs> so they went what one in three in bo5s actually yeah. just losing to all these teams um and that's essentially mad lions as you guys saw they got knocked out by evil geniuses and coming into this year i hope they do pretty good like i, I like watching teams like rogue and mad lions can compete with g2 and Fnatic because it's been the g2 Fnatic show for a very very long time in the lec so it's nice to have g2 if i get challenged by these guys but if Mad are going to be the defending champions, there's a reason why Mad Lions don't have enough don't have a lot of fans, as it seems, because you you don't really trust these two to keep their consistent winnings, right? The reason why people yeah. are fans of G two and Fnatic is they they've been consistently winning, and then even when they have kind of bad splits, you can still go okay if they get into the playoffs and they get the right situation, the right champions, you still think there's hope for them to win. When it comes to these guys, I have that same kind of feeling. I go like if they get in a fucked up situation, they're probably going to just choke it away and lose. That's just me. But I'm glad they finally won titles. Uh, it's good for the orgs in general. It's good for the LEC. But they, to get more fans on board with you, the, the, the brand and how they want to win, you're going to have to win more consistently. You know, It's cool to win a few times, but, but to repeat that over and over again 
brings you that long time fan base actually uh the same thing with rogue essentially rogue actually did very very well this year they made both back-to-back finals they lost to g2 three to zero in the spring final and then beat g2 three to zero in the summer final i i okay just this is how it works you know people thought rogue were gonna win uh spring actually and they did not they choked that series pretty hard and then in summer they got their shit together and they managed to win what's crazy about this rogue team is that in the summer playoffs actually they legitimately <laughs> looked like they were not going to make it either because i remember they ended up destroying what was it um they ended up beating yeah they lose to g2 like really really poorly that was a disgusting series you gotta watch that like they just ran them through then they made the lower bracket run they beat Fnatic 3-1 and then they beat g230 so rogue had a great year i'm glad larson finally won his first title larson's been essentially like the jensen of the lec he's been a, such a, an amazing player that no one's been paying attention to at all he's been so fucking good malron coming in destroying the league essentially i i like to see that odawamne won his first title i've been watching odawamne since 2015 and he just now won a title so i'm glad that's awesome for him uh, you have Comp and Trimby. Comp and Trimby, one of the best bot lanes in the league. They're still staying together. That's awesome as well. That's essentially it for Rogue. Fnatic had the super team, right? Uh, Wonder coming over from G2. Wonder looking like he was on the downward trajectory. But people got to factor in. Just because a good player like Wonder has a bad split or a bad year like he, did ha- like he had last year in 2021 doesn't mean he's just going to keep being bad. There's some players that will just have bad years and just stay bad. Players like Wonder yeah. aren't gonna have to stay bad. Like he's, he's some, you just have bad years sometimes. This just fucking happens. This is how the sports work. Comes over fanatic. A bad year, really bad well. meta, or in this case, a bad meta where the camp of your plan are just not as strong. In yeah, the lanes. It's like some. It's like the idols you want to you know play. Also, people forget for that G two roster they had Reckless in, so he's not gonna have the same priority he had when he was playing with you know Yankos and Caps. Just not gonna happen. You also had Razork and Humana coming over. Razork was on Misfits. They obviously grabbed uh, Razork. He was actually pretty good on Misfits. He looked up and down. Like, even at Worlds, when you guys saw Razork and Humanoid having that garbage synergy they had. Yeah, no, that was them. Razork and Humanoid had really bad synergy throughout the whole year. Like, it, like I mean, Humanoid kind of picked it up at Worlds. He, like, he played pretty decently okay at Worlds. But Razork and Humanoid were, were, were bad essentially together as a duo like even razor had some pretty questionable games right um you also have to add the fact that upset i think was one of the best adcs in the league or one of the best players in the league it's so crazy how like upsets had this like up and down and up and down career but he's never been able to win a title himself either and you're thinking like okay when upset finally gets on an org that can give him the best possible roster he can potentially win with doesn't happen you know, Fnatic lost in both of the third place matches in both spring and summer, just like Team Liquid. Remember how Team Liquid lost in those third place those, those third place spring and world's decider matches? Fnatic lost in the same way. And you could arguably say it's a bit worse or better, depending on who you're talking about. You know, it could be also the fact that us up, like ZX said, upset must be hard to work with. I mean, Hillisang is finally leaving Fnatic, so that's something, you know. Jesus yeah. Christ. What did you think about Fnatic when you saw him at Worlds? Did you thought that team was any good? I thought they were all right. Um, not, not the hype that people made it up to be, but 
I thought they were like they're they're probably the third best team, um, Western team at Worlds, like you know between LEC and LCS in a sense, you know. But but I didn't, like they're it was the hype for me, like oh, this team is gonna make it far. I'm like, okay, yeah, because the thing here, I don't think the roster ever got to the height. That a lot, the hype that a lot of people had set out for it. I think they never were ever really on the same page together. I think they just had different ideas of how they want to play the game. I, and one, of the, I don't agree that they should have changed Reckless up. I think he's just a worse player than Upset. But if he can't work with the dynamic of the team, then it's never gonna. It doesn't matter how good he is. It's just never gonna be that level of a team anyway. Nope. Like you're you're anticipating this team to be, to be really good based off the quality of the players you have. But if one of the players just obviously can't work with another player or, as Upset said, he had problems with the coaching staff, it's just not going to work out. It doesn't matter how good you are. You know, and, and, like, you know, you have those NBA and NFL players that are always like, man, if I was on the best fucking orgs and i tear that shit up. Well, Upset's that player. He was always on kind of, like, dog shit orgs to begin with. Finally yeah. got his chance on a big org. Finally got his chance. It still didn't happen for him. So if he can't even win on Fnatic, one of the most storied orgs in the LEC – I don't know, man. I, I I think this was his best shot at potentially winning trophies in his career. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's taking the split off. That's fine, but because people have, people have said, but if he takes the split off, he won't get a chance. I I mean, that's for some players. Yes, that is true. But a player like Upset, because people need to factor in. If a lot of these teams have ideas for spring, the moment one of these ADC starts playing badly on one of these like top orgs. Right, they'll just replace him with upset. You don't think they will? Yes, they will. They'll, you'll get replaced in a heartbeat. Back in the day when I was watching, you wait for a whole year for someone to get to get replaced. But no, like nowadays, literally, if a player is playing bad, they get swapped out in a couple of weeks or in a yeah. or in a week of bad games. So yeah, he's taking a break. But how long will that break last? Because the competitive drive to play like double upset for a lot of these guys is still going to be there. You take a break, you're like, man, I just want to get back in there and keep playing. You know, yeah. so. That's just my thing about the top four for the LEC G2 Mad Lions, Fnatic, and uh, Roy, 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 what's a Roy? <laughs> Rogue, which is now considered Koi, which is the worst rebrand ever. Why are they called Koi? I don't understand the rebrand. I, I, I get it. They all invest. Okay, guys, I understand. They got these big investors. I, I got it. Why change to Koi? Everyone's already synonymous with Rogue. You have to go, go. You have to change all the social media handles. You got to change all that shit. The rogue jersey looked better in my opinion, dude. That rogue that, jerseys always looked good. They look that fire, mask. Dude. That mascot slash logo they have just looks better. It's like yeah, the mascot looks better. I just don't like the name Koi. I think it just sounds redundant and stupid. Koi, what? Like maybe that's a German French terminology or some shit. But I, I'm just American guys. I don't get it. I just think it's. Bad for branding. I think the old Rogue logo was better. I think the actual social media team that Rogue had was better. I, I just all better. Like, what are you gonna do? Go and change all the social media handles? Like, why go through that? You have a brand that is synonymous with the previous split winner. People are gonna go. People are gonna watch the LEC coming up for winner, and they're gonna be like, "Where's Rogue at? Did they just win the previous title? Yeah, they did, but they're not Rogue. They're I mean, this is Rogue, but." A different name. You're like, They're oh car. my god. Oh, yeah, the car Koi now, Koi. 
That's a, that sounds like something where it's like a maybe I had a cool a cool hashtag hashtag go rogue like what do you do hashtag go koi fuck off with that nasty shit I'm not gonna type that shit out yeah that, that sounds like trash uh, I hate when orgs do this I hate it but yeah that's my thing about the LEC I can't wait for the winter season to start when is it confirmed to start it is confirmed to start on January twenty first. Oh, it's, so, it's still so long the way. I want my season to start. It's like, what? Oh, no. No, it's so far away. I mean, the LCK is probably starting sooner. I think the LCK is starting sooner, I think. Yeah. No. I, I fooled myself. No, what the fuck? I, I fooled myself into thinking that. All right, uh, we're at LCK. Oh, the OPL should definitely be starting early. They, they, they put nope, nothing announced for these guys. Nothing. What's the time for EU? EU for me usually comes on at like eight in the morning. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. For like EU, when I'm already at work, they're already on like the second game or some shit like that. So yeah, EU starts very early. Uh, yeah, but now, EU starts like I think what four or five o'clock in the morning. That's fucking insane. Because they're because they're six hours ahead of me. Depend, yeah. Because I remember I, I I would start watching the the European nationals four o'clock in the morning, but then they said like, oh yeah, we start at ten o'clock in the morning. I'm like European time, CS CEST. I'm like Central Europe. I'm like I'm looking I'm like, fuck, they're six hours ahead of me. Shit. Okay. Because I remember watching football. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers start two thirty in the afternoon, but I gotta be up at nine thirty to watch it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Well, guys, time to go over the LCS. So, what do you even say about the LCS this year? There's a, a, so many up and downs for a lot of teams, from TSM to Team Liquid to Cloud Nine to CLG. I mean, something that really surprised me yeah. was. How good CLG bounced back with that roster? Because if anybody doesn't know, CLG, for like the past four splits, have spent their time between ninth and 10th, actually. They, no, not 8th, not 7th, ninth and 10th. They they were literally bottom of the league for, the, for like the last past five splits. The yeah. only split they weren't like bottom of the league was the 2019 LCS summer split where they got a, a top laner called Ruin and they made like a they essentially finished like third in, on the split, but they missed going to Worlds because they lost to that clutch gaming team. So even before that, in that previous summer split, uh, that's previous spring split, they didn't do too well either. Like they were pretty much bottom feeders for a while. Like people, they were just so bad. And <laughs> after being pretty decent for a little bit there. You know, I, I just found it so crazy how they just fell so low, you know? Yeah. And I was happy that they bounced back. I, like, I like that. And I think I talked about this a while ago where orgs like CLG, you don't need to be investing into high-level imports. There's no reason for that. What do you, Like, first of all, you'd waste your money buying the player. Yet you're not making worlds. I mean, they, they, they made worlds in the past with different rosters. But for the yeah. LCS we're in right now, they're not making worlds almost probably for the next like two or three years essentially right so they buy a big import player they'd waste their money when in reality you could just honestly gamble on local talent pay them less money because they're gonna be on a starting contract anyway 
and you save yourself money, and then you kind of just build a brand around these local NA players. From the, you could be from your academy team. You could get good NA players from other academy teams. You could scout prospects from the minor regions, like they did with uh, Luger. Poom came from 100 these uh, academy contracts was kind of on the up and up a little bit, but was bad in spring, but bounced back in summer. Dokla proved himself in proving grounds. Was really great in proving grounds. They grabbed him. I think more bottom tier orcs like golden guardians and imt should definitely do that i think that's better to do honestly because yeah. what, what are you doing with all that money anyway like let's say they do have a big budget for their teens you're essentially wasting your money though because you're not going to be winning any titles anytime soon you literally could just get because de- in na it's hard to come by good domestic talent which is what these guys could be doing with scouting that good domestic talent but they don't, and that's the reason why IMT and Golden Guardians are going to be at the bottom of the league. And you know what we're going to be doing for that new series I'm going to be announcing? Match of the week, Golden Guardians versus IMT. And I'm going to throw up when I have to predict that matchup. But that's just me personally. But having CLG, uh, you know, bounce back in some of the way they did was actually awesome to see. And I like that they're going to be keeping the roster together. I didn't really think their roster – I mean, you could always have upgrades. You know, it's just going to be how it is, right? I mean, the – coaching staff literally said yeah we were looking to upgrades but we didn't really find any suitable replacements i don't know how good it's going to be here of players hearing that but you know at at least they're honest you know hey we try to find better but what what that's code for is they try to find better but all the players that were better just said no that's that's code for (laughs) fucking funny Uh, they probably asked for players like jensen he was like fuck that shit (laughs) i'm not going that garbage Oh, Lord. Jeez, man. All right. So that's essentially it for uh, CLG. There's not much else I can really say other than the fact that I like the fact that they gambled on players that people probably would never really gambled on. Because Palafox yeah. on FlyQuest looked like shit. That guy was just turbo sprinting it. Like, he was just straight up just running it. And you're thinking to yourself, why would anybody take a risk on this guy anymore? Well, orgs like CLG can do that because, let's be honest here, guys. If they don't get a, if they don't get an org like CLG or IMT or Golden Guardians, those players can't play. And if they prove themselves on these more bottom tier organizations in the LCS, the top two team might look at them, but they have a really, really standout year. And pick them up. So there's reasons for these other not winning orgs to be in the league. But will these orgs ever find the utilization for how good they can truly be? like useful to the league i doubt it honestly but it's nice to clg started off in a good direction yep all right yeah next um i mean tsm's just a shit show i'll save that for last that's i think a lot of people got tsm at the at the bottom like number 10th in the league no way over imt no way they're that i think it's i think i think it's between i'm no, uh, there's one chance. I'm saying if you have, if you don't have Golden Guardians or IMT near near the bottom, I Golden Guardians like a lot of people got them in eight. Uh, I have to look for the channel because they had the video earlier where I was, where I watched it. I was like, it's a two part uh, league on lock. Oh, was, I saw that. Oh, okay, yeah, and I like that too. Like I, I like that their players weren't afraid to kind of like just give it to the best teams. And I like that. So that's even a, yeah. a benefit for CLG too. It's like the players that are going to be more like players that no other team really wants, but you're going to take a gamble. I like that, that, that their players playing their own comfort picks. You saw Palafox playing Akali, 
Dokla playing Yone. You saw Luger popping off. No, they, I think they have a good roster. I honestly think they don't need any changes, honestly. I genuinely think they don't need any changes. Just keep the same roster. You don't need changes. What do you exactly. change? Because you change a piece out, and that other other piece in theory is better, but it's gonna make your team worse by a cohesive dynamic strength. I mean, are you really getting much better? You know, but that, that's just me personally, and I like that that CLG. Oh, people forget CLG was two zero up against Team Liquid, and you know how that how that saying goes in the playoffs. Because some would say playing playoffs in League of Legends is actually the real League of Legends because you have to actually beat the best players. You know, and you know, I've seen series like that before in League where, like, the team that shouldn't be winning is 2-0 up, and you're like, no, no way they beat Team Liquid 3-0. If they did, that would be fucking insane. You know what happens to them? They get a little too cocky. They're yeah. like, you know what? We'll just we'll just get more relaxed. They they have to fight back us. We're already 2-0 up. No, that's not what you do. Yep. Yeah, stick the landing in. If you're already that strong in the first two games, you have all the momentum. TL has to fight you three games straight to win. You just have to win one. I think the in in, in the draft, if you go back and watch that series in the, in the draft and how they were playing, they got way too comfortable. And then when Team Liquid won back-to-back games, because when Team Liquid actually started playing, like, you know, they turn on their monitors, essentially. Yeah. They actually just beat the shit out of them. It actually wasn't even close. <laughs> when they were actually playing legitimate League of Legends, now COG goes, wait, wait, whoa, hold on. Now we're about to be reverse swept. Oh, fuck. We're about to actually lose. Are we chokers? Yeah, you're chokers. You are. You actually are. So, yeah, they need to work on that. Don't just feel like just because you're 2-0 up, you've already won the series. No, with players like well, who Teal had, they had Bjergsen and Court JJ and Santorin and Whipple, all those players, very accomplished. They're going to know what to do in that situation. They, oh God, CLG has rookies. They're not going to know what to do in that situation. I mean, outside of Dokla and contracts and Palafox. I mean, Puma and Luger are all the rookies. I don't know why the cast, why the cast is recalling Contracts, Palafox, and Dokla rookies, they weren't. Contracts was on Cloud9 and tw- whatever. I, I, it's okay. But having a, an, an inexperienced team like that, you need to be like the coaching staff. You're like, okay, guys, we're 2-0 up. Uh, let's not get too cocky here. We just keep playing our game. We They have the mental edge, too. Like, they had it. They had everything. And they just threw it away. And that's what happens with teams like that. You know? That's why you don't kind of pick teams like that to win. I did it with Excel. I'm almost going to win. I can't really speak too much on that. They screwed me over. I thought they should have been Fnatic, and they should have been Fnatic, but they they, they choked too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, CLG ended up almost beating Cloud9. What's crazy is that CLG beat Cloud9 more times in the playoffs than Evil Geniuses and 100 Thieves. They're the only team to take Cloud9 all five games. That's crazy to think about, right? Yeah. And you look back in the the summer split they beat cloud nine in a very very convincing game uh toward the the more like latter end of the yeah split, actually they actually beat they went three and three with cloud nine over the latter part of summer you forget that people forget that clg actually brought them to five games in the quarterfinal first round matchup they had that's ridiculous that, that means this roster has what it takes you just kind of have to refine it a bit more you got to be like okay this is our style this is what we're playing through i think what it is is once you get a lead you don't take your foot off their neck mm-hmm. it's better to that, that's what it felt like later on in the, in the tl series was that they just kind of just stopped playing as good it's like somebody just got it maybe they mentally themselves got into their heads they're like okay are we really that good are we really better than them and then the games where bjergsen was playing zillion and akali um, Han Sama popping off on Jinx the way they were focusing in bot lane. Han Sama Jinx was disgusting. That that 
I, every time I watch that show, I'm like, yeah, now nah, CLG's getting clapped. As, right, as, yeah. It was always, I, th- I think CLG, I think CLG on the speculum went up to all. It was like, oh, shit, we got to beat them. I'm like, nope. Nah, just, I think maybe just, CL didn't think they would actually keep that same momentum they had against Cloud9. because I don't think they took them seriously. That, that's what it was. They they, mm. they they didn't take them seriously. And then when they were like, oh, okay, this is our final. Once they went 2-2, two, two, it was like, all right, Team Liquid, this is their final form. It was like, all right, cool. Yeah, because most likely Team Liquid were beating them in scrims, probably like three zeros. Yeah. Actually fisting them. So on stage, you're probably thinking like, oh, yeah, let's 3-0. We'll just go home. Beerson's like, I'll go home and I'll, I'll fuck double his wife. That's <laughs> yeah, true, guys. It's still their jokes. Um, Bupo's going to go home and have sex with his girlfriend. You're like, yeah, it's easy series, you know? No, it turns out you went to five games. Now, the thing with Team Liquid is also, because you think to yourself, okay, CLG is not going to beat them, right? Because I even put Team TL to win. I even said 3-2. I'm right. I even said 3-2. But if Team Liquid is supposed to have a super team, it's getting taken to five games against CLG. You're like, oh god, yikes! That's is that more bad on Team Liquid or is there more bad about on CLG? Because you don't have any expectations for CLG. You don't. You know, you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is an all right team. You know, they can make some decent plays. They're very aggressive. They have, they have some nice synergy, but that shouldn't be beating a team like that. You know. All right, so Immortals. That that super quickly. They're just trash. They're gonna be trash. In this next split, I don't have any faith in them at all, really. I mean, what am I supposed to have faith in? The whole year was bad. The whole year was so bad to the point where, like, players who were known as good players look like shit. Power of Evil, who has been one of the best Western mid laners yeah. for a very long time, played on IMT and then is now not playing in the league anymore. That's how bad they made this guy look. Holy shit. Power of Evil, a guy that is, was voted the fifth best mid laner of all time in the LCS, top five mid ever, played on this org for one year and is not playing anymore. Just let that sink in. Just keep that in mind, people. You know, um, I think I think Revenge is just straight up bad. Kenvi, overhyped, overrated, call whatever you want, doesn't really matter. Uh, they just played bad all year. I don't know what it was. I, I, I truly don't know what, what it was. There's many different reasons. Uh, synergy, coaching staff, meta, uh, gameplay, macro, micro, everything, essentially. It was all bad. There was, there was a, I don't in summer, I think you were watching then. Remember, first part of summer, nine games straight. No, it was like five games straight. They were getting perfect games. People forget that. People actually forget that. For about six games they played, they got perfect gamed. They didn't even get a kill on the map. Yep. It was bad. It was legitimately bad. They, I don't know if they turned on their monitors. I don't know if they were getting their fucking dicks sucked by <laughs> fucking ducks on the stage. But there was games I remember where for at least four weeks straight. Remember, it was before, before the LCS took that week break off. Before they took that week break, yeah. Immortals were getting perfect gamed by everybody. That is bad. So I don't so I, I think yeah, you do kind of need to retool the roster, but you can retool the roster all you want. I think it all comes down to coaching staff, and they have a different coaching staff staff this year coming up, and I hope that's better for them. But I don't have any faith in this org like at all. Like I literally saw the, probably the worst five weeks of a team I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen that in league in the LCS, at least ever, where I saw 
Because four weeks of gameplay is how many games? It's two, two, four, six. Yeah, that's six games. In the span of a week. This is this not like you're going, and you're also going the next day, obviously. But this is like two games separate each week, and they're getting perfect game. Not even a turret on the map, not a dragon, not even an objective, not a Rift Herald. They didn't take a Rift Herald in some of these games. I'm sorry, guys. I have no faith. I, I They're going to be 10th place. I mean, if you have TSM 10th, I, I, IMT should be right there holding the beer of TSM. But... That's just me. All right. Since you guys are 100 Thieves fans, let's talk about 100 Thieves, actually. Where do you start? Let's start in the spring. In the spring, 100 Thieves are coming back as the defending LCS champions from the 2021 LCS spring split. Okay? Yeah. In the summer, they, they struggle relatively kind of hard. Now, I've seen people adequate that to uh, leveling up throughout the split versus actually playing well. It's a combination of both. You want to level up throughout the split, but you don't also want to look like shit either. I mean, yeah. that just goes without saying. So they didn't really have a good record to begin with. Uh, when the split first started, they were like, I think eight and five at, at, at a certain week. There was a certain, there was a good amount of weeks where they were just not good. Then there was a week where they had a really easy strength of schedule. They played up against Dignitas and FlyQuest, they got 2-0. They won both games that week. And then from there, then on out, they won, like, every single game. They went, like, 12-6, uh, and six, actually. So when you guys saw their record of 12-6, and six, th that was a winning streak for them. They had won, like, fucking so many games in a row ever since they beat those two easy teams. Because sometimes a team like them could be struggling pretty hard when a split starts. But then when you get that one easy week where you face the two easiest teams in the league – you get those two wins, you get, you get your confidence back, you get, you get your momentum back. You're like, wait a minute, we're actually not dog shit, you know? Yeah. They're beating everybody. They beat Cloud9, beginning of spring, first round, 3-0. They go face Team Liquid. I thought 100 team was better than Team Liquid's, even when you had the super team formed. People can go check the podcast. I said, I think 100 teams are going to win. I said 3-2. That series was amazing. Hundred Thieves versus Team Liquid, the newest LCS rivalry, kind of like Cloud9 TSM used to be, kind of like the Lakers versus Celtics thing going on. They got, man, those series were fucking hype, man. The Hundred Thieves TL series were so fucking hype. If you didn't watch the spring one, dude, you could go back and watch that spring one. That shit is hype as fuck, actually. That shit is so good, man. Shit. That shit is fire. Like just watching these two guys, these guys had the best BO5s throughout the year. Like even in the summer, they had the best BO5. Yeah. For for. If you guys, uh, anyone who didn't watch Spring, go back, go watch 100 Thieves versus TL in Spring. It was so fucking good. Then they beat Team Liquid. You're like, oh, 100 Thieves, they're coming back. They're the best team in the league. They beat Team Liquid. They beat Cloud9. They're going into the winners, the, uh, the winners finals. EG, that's a side story, actually, but uh, and then they lose to EG. 0 3. They don't win a single game. They actually get embarrassed. It's actually embarrassing how they lose. They're, they played so bad in the finals. Now, I don't know what that was contributing. Uh, rumors from people said that they don't do very well in scrims, but they play better on stage. So they're a, not a good scrim team, but a better on stage team. It just kind of depends on how you look at it, though. I'd rather be better on stage than in scrims, too, because scrims are for practice anyway. That's just me. I'd rather be better on both. Like, yeah. I mean, doing bad in scrims could demoralize you, too. I'm not saying that, but, you know. Ugh. Summer happens. What's different in summer they actually don't even start off bad. They actually start very good. They're actually one of yeah. the best teams in the league. Summer was different for them. They have 100 Thieves. I've been watching 100 Thieves since they joined the league. 
they had the best record this year. They turned it for them. 14 and four. That's their best regular season record ever. Ever, actually. They were second place. They beat Team Liquid both times. Oh, they beat them what? Both times, right? I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, they beat both, them both times. Both I remember. The, the only team that the, the kind only, of threw that game, Teal threw that second game pretty hard, but I mean, the man. only team that they didn't beat was FlyQuest. FlyQuest is right, the only right. team to beat them twice, and they lost to EG one time, or it, they no, they lost FlyQuest beat them twice, and they lost to two other teams. I can't remember who. Yeah, they even finished the split off with a two win win streak. Actually, yeah. I, I I remember that because. What also ended up happening was in that Team Liquid game that they beat 100 Thieves in. I'm uh, sorry, in the game that 100 Thieves beat Team Liquid in. I remember that second game. Team Liquid were winning the entire game, but they were just horrible at team fighting. You're like, wait a minute. So you knew that roster already had issues. Like, you know, the issues were getting bad. If you're that far ahead and you can't team fight properly, you need to just get unplug your monitors and go fucking, I don't know, blow the blow your monitors up with some fucking cum because that shit ain't working. Go back and watch the game. It's so bad for them to lose a game that way. But Hunter Thieves turning a 14-4 and record, best regular season record ever. You know, their their coaches were obviously Reaper, Freeze, Mithy. Uh, now, the players on 100 Thieves is the thing we need to really go over. So, let's see. Who, who, who do we cover first? We covered Immortals. We covered that. I know that. And we covered um, CLG. Okay, make sure we have the teams out of the way. All right, so... Uh, start the bot. Ah, uh, guys, it's hard. Okay, let's we'll start the bottom. We'll work our way up top. Who he actually was a pretty good support for a bit there. You know, he had his little pocket pixie ad. He had a set support he was playing for a bit. They kind of nerfed set as support, so he stopped playing that. Obviously, um, FBI and who he were at one point the best bot lane in the league last uh, previously in uh, 2021 summer. If he goes back back and watch that season. FBI is arguably the best player in the league next to Abadage. It was a choice between Abadage and FBI for me for MVPs. I chose Abadage, you know, but either way, it could wait either or, honestly. Warren chose Spica. <laughs> Ugh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, FBI and Huhi, great bot lane. Last year, in, spr- in summer, and spring, they had some issues too, even that last year's summer. This year, I really don't know how to feel about them. Even now, I'm thinking I'm still thinking to myself, were they that good this year or was everyone else worse so they just look better in comparison? I really don't know, honestly. I mean, there were some weeks during spring and summer where they looked really, really good, but there were some weeks where they just turbo sprints in it down the lane. But I don't know. It's hard to really judge because when it comes to playing bot lane, in bot lane, it's kind of like a marriage, you know? both If both of you are not in sync, it's not going to work out. It's the best way of explaining it. Just kind of wasn't working out, you know? So now you guys see they definitely swapped out their bot lane. And everyone knew with this 100 Thieves roster, they made back-to-back-to-back finals. The roster had already been together for almost, what, a year and, and like, three months? Yeah, a year and some change, including both world championships. Yeah, they were going to obviously change the roster up. Like, everyone knows this. When you see a player or players play on a roster for literally two years exactly, they're changing the roster no matter what. It's just going to happen. Um... Abadage had a really weird year. He would kind of start rough and then get better as the split progressed. But then in playoffs, completely do good against certain players, but then also fumble when it mattered. I just don't, I never understood. He was too inconsistent this year. That's what really was the downturn of him, essentially. Being that inconsistent is not good. 
But it was it was only super crucial in the playoffs, though. In the regular season, he was he was fine in the regular season. Though. I think it was I think people kind of overrated how bad he was. I think it was fine. But nah, he... those four weeks were just so bad. They look it looked like he was. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, honestly, but that's just me personally. And those four weeks are the reason why he got left off the team. That's mm. that's the sad part about it. Like the voting sucks. It's like I think that tilted him in the wrong direction. Um, Lucio is upgrade over who he double if is same as FBI. I hope. I don't know if he will get his swarm back. Bjergsen better than Abadage. Closer is the playoff kick. The Nazis worth his uh it's worth his uh so I, I agree with your first statement. Yeah, I agree with that. Double I think FBI is better because he's been playing uh more recently. Current, yeah. Uh, uh be, Beardson versus I think that's that's, that's a straight up coin toss. You that's the, the I, I think Beardson, I think Abadagi played better. But Beardson is mentally better. That's why I yeah, think. Yeah, because I've seen some of the subreddits for 100 Thieves. People are like, well, Beardson's more clutch. Not uh, He couldn't be more clutch. He lost every playoff series almost, essentially. There's no way he's more clutch. Not he, clutch. Won, won, he won one. He actually won. Yeah, he won two playoff series this entire year. He won against Evil Geniuses. And then in, uh, what was it? Fucking hell. Yeah, he lost to Team Liquid. And then in summer. No, he lost Team Liquid. No, sorry, I mean, well, he lost on Team Liquid. Yeah. So, yeah, he he didn't. He's actually, yeah, because he went, went on CLG and Flyquest. He didn't really do that well in playoffs this year either. He went pretty much an even record. I think Per starts three and three, really tally it up though. Yeah. It, that's why I said that, that's a coin toss. I think I think they should have just kept Abadage if you're just going to get Bjergsen, but I don't I, know. Nah, I think sometimes I because you, you when you do the it, those exit interviews you. You, you you do the you do the interviews where you start asking people how you feel and all that. Sometimes that the negative like mm-hmm. when you when you ask somebody questions and their responses are not as like um, enthusiastic as you want them to be, you start questioning like Is this person really wanted like can we get somebody that they don't gotta be better they just gotta be the same. Sometimes mm-hmm. people don't go for upgrades; they go for a lateral move. Yeah, Closer to playoff It could be an upgrade in a different area. Like, okay, he's I, not I exactly better mechanically, but he's an upgrade in terms of another aspect that we need for the team. Yeah, I think I think for the jungle was closer. I yeah, think, if they I ever think, got rid of Spica, I would have actually thrown my computer out a window. That I'm gonna be tell you why. I'm gonna tell you because I think they're they're looking at who they could have got. I think. I think it was always going to come down to. I think if Speaker would have came, Sunday would have stayed. It was there was always going to keep one. They could have kept both. I think their thing was they were they were already too set on bringing up tenacity. I think they liked the way he played and how he was, even though their academy team, the hundred season academy team in the summer split wasn't as good as they were in the spring split, as I remember. I have to look again. Uh, For which team? Uh, 100 Seeds Academy. Academy? Oh, I got to go back and think of that shit. Academy? I, I, watched, I watched a little bit of the Academy. I don't like. Lord, let me go back through it. In a Academy season for spring, their Academy team was seventh. They went. Sorry, sorry second. Second. For or summer, summer, they were second. Eight, seven, three. 
In spring, they finished seven, three, nine, and six. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, they yeah they got better. It was it was like none of, like none of the teams were like consistently good. Team Liquid, the only team that got better. That's one hundred seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It, it, it came down to them too. I think. Oh, because I think proving ground, proving ground, summer yeah. came down to. Yeah, one hundred seeds came in fourth place. Uh, I think it was fourth place. Yeah, yeah, because in playoffs is definitely. Yeah, let me see. Proving ground summary because they were facing Team Liquid in the Bo Fives. I remember that actually. Yeah, but now it's going to be definitely changing because they're going to be guys this year coming up for Academy. They're going to be changing it up, and they've they've needed to do this for a long time. So I, I like the Academy changes they've been implementing. I do, but we need more of that. It, it shouldn't be like you're waiting splits upon splits for this stuff to happen, you know. Um, but for a hundred thieves, I, you know, look like looking at closer, I think he was the best jungler in the league next to Inspired. Yeah. I think. There's there, sh- there shouldn't be a world where you want to get rid of him, honestly. I, I think if there, there there was a player you do keep, I think it is closer because closer was one of the players that got them through those Team Liquid series. Like he was super clutch for them. Uh, someday yeah. I just still don't agree they should have gotten rid of, but that's another. I think what it was, is, I, I think they were too set on bringing up tenacity, and someday. Like, Man, I hope this doesn't bite him in the ass so hard. This is looking, it's gonna bite him in the ass really hard. No, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm seeing how they're playing. I don't think it's gonna bite him in the ass as much as people think it's gonna. I think what's gonna bite him in the ass is the beer, is beers in, in the middle lane. I think, I think they should have, I think they should have found a way to keep our dog. In. Like, I think that's what's gonna bite him in the ass. I think that, I think FBI leaving was inevitable. Who yeah. he leaving was that was that's that writing was, on the wall. <laughs> that was writing out the wall. I think what yeah. it was. I think, I think who he. I think when it was twenty twenty one, it worked. I think once spring of twenty twenty two happened, mm-hmm. the way it happened, they they look back to like, all right, cool. How how much longer do we have this team that we have? It's like because the bot lane's not cooperating correctly. Mm-hmm. The mid lane is fifty fifty. We we get weeks. Where Abadagi looks like the best fucking ventilator <laughs> in his weeks, where we're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, the Clo- that, closer, that player. Closer, I'll, I'll, I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah, fucking Abadagi. Like, yeah, someday, there was some, someday. There were some days I was sitting there going like, this ain't the player I was watching last year. This this guy used to just be just straight up tearing it up. Yep. And that that's my thing. But that's what the reason why I say some days he he's been so good for them. For so many years. Like he was on since 2018. The only bad year he had was 2021, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2022. Four years essentially of doing so well for them. This year he was arguably MVP, best top laner. Like if Tenacity's nowhere near, we know he's nowhere near that though. And I hate we, we, that. No, no, no. See, there, we all know how good, from what we've been seeing, from what I've been seeing Tenacity. I think they're gonna go to a different route of how they play the game. I think, but if he's that, a big liability in the top lane, that's a huge problem. Nah, no, I think the liability is gonna be the mid lane. I think that's where they'll, if, when Tenacity faces off against him and he gets he goes down zero five, <laughs> it's gonna be so funny. But see, then again, I don't know. 
but our but you said Sunday was a good last year. And he he recovered he, this year, but it, it was like so you're thinking maybe he has a bad year on EG. I I I think his weaknesses get exposed a little more on EG. I think I mean it's I, possible. I'm not saying it's not, but I mean you could argue, also argue that he peaked so hard this year he's not going to keep that form. The same thing with Zeka too. People think Zeka's not not going to keep his form. Yeah. It's some argument you can use for some days. Like is he going to keep that form? I mean, he's been a, but even if he doesn't keep that form, he's still a top three top player in the league still. Yep. Like, you're still not sleeping on him either. And I, I think it wasn't more like they didn't want to keep him. It was more like they wanted to go more of a cheaper route with yeah. academy players. And if you're a, a player like that with an accomplished record, I want this much money. They're like, yeah, you can just get the fuck out of here. I pray that's not how that worked. That's not what they said, guys, obviously. But they wanted to go a cheaper route. I mean, Papa Smithy, he was like, what I wanted and what they wanted were a little bit different. And, you know, we see that they want to go a bit cheaper. Doublefin said he wasn't getting paid a lot, the most money from them, you know? So he didn't go to 100 Thieves for the money. He, I mean, he doesn't need to. But in theory, if he did have yeah. streaming, he wouldn't have gone to them for money purposes. Because David said they're not getting paid the best. Bjergsen only said he only had a few offers, which would make sense because he played like dog shit this fucking year. <laughs> that makes like, sense, actually. Like I don't think that's gonna be better someday, but when you look at the whole, like if he's a know, solid impact-ish top laner, that that's fine. If he's a carry, like, if he's a really good carry top laner, he, that's great actually. I think, yeah, with with him and uh, closer, that that's how it's gonna work. It's it's gonna. It's, What's up, Rainer? How you doing, man? I can honestly say EG wins spring. If not, yeah, EG's my pick to win spring too. That uh, that's such a stacked team, man. If that. Ugh, yeah, I could easily see it at least third, at least top three. It, they, I could see them losing in like the third I, place match, but I don't know. I, I got, I got it between FlyQuest and Team Liquid. I, I got a weird feeling about one of those two teams. Is like my, my dark horse, of course, is well, just these like they pop out, they pop off at the at the very end because if they make it to the playoffs, I think that's the most dangerous team. I think the team that's most. That has the biggest upside and the biggest question is see is Cloud Nine because that meant like, we, we got to figure out how Diplex is because I think if if even if Justin wanted less I think the amount he would have had to, the pay cut he would have had to take he would have really questioned do I still stay here for that much less it's like that's yeah, the question it, too and you got to factor in these players stay, I mean uh it's. Like, he had a question with Cloud9, too. It was like, they actually wanted to keep Jensen, which is really weird because he had a really bad split. He had a really bad Worlds, too. That was actually... I mean, like, Cloud9 really had a... Cloud, no, Cloud9 in general had a bad world. It wasn't just him. It was Cloud9 well, in general. They actually had a bad year in general. I think Spring, people look at Spring as I like an anomaly. They actually had a bad year But he wasn't on. But he was on, he was on team for Spring. He was on, yeah. he was on team for Summer. In Summer, he, 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 he did what he was supposed to do. He... He did. He, he did. He did lose the the mid of uh, the mid lane. He kept. He kept it suitable for that while everybody else played around him. Yeah, and he didn't have it. Like unlike Bjergsen, he didn't have a chance to play in spring to get the rust off. You know, it's, it's a concept in UFC or boxing called ring rust. If you don't play in the ring, if you don't fight in the ring for a but, while, you just get rusty. But the thing is, he was able to play deep into the playoffs and got to work. Like think about yeah. Bjergsen. Beer should have had longer to play and fell out, fell off faster than like Justin, who did he didn't play spring, comes this summer, and he was just he was just the kick in the butt they need to yeah. boost up right at the right time. It was like 
you know, that's the thing too. You get enough mm-hmm. boost to win worlds just to, you know, get clapped. But hey, <laughs> that's better than what Beardsley could say. It was like, oh, you know, I wasn't it's, rusty. You, 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 you I had two from, splits to ramp up, and I still didn't play good. And you <laughs> ramped, you ramped up, but then the, it's like you ramped up, but then the team started to fall apart. It's like, oh shit, mm-hmm. okay. And that, that 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 goes in a team liquid too, like team liquid super team. They 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 beat EG, they do, and then they lose to 100 of these lower bracket. I mean, even when you're looking at their roster, even in spring, they they look like they look good, but they're never as dominant as most yeah. people predict, right? Or hype up. Summer that first week, they look like insane. That first week in summer, you're like, oh, this is the team liquid I wanted to see. You're thinking like, okay, yeah. They they got their shit together. No, they didn't. It probably looked even worse <laughs> in, in some cases. And then yeah. they fail. I mean, it, it's just a whole big fail. TLC. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> TLC. I was like, oh shit, T look good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I definitely see them more as summer teams. I it, this is, I think it's you know, spring T Hunter Thieves and TL won't uh, it's hard to say. No, I, no, I don't I know. I think T Liquid is gonna be rough during the spring. I think well, he'll just see. This is how I believe. I think these two are gonna. I think they're gonna. They're gonna knock off one of the better teams. I think they're gonna be in like the third place match, and I think that's where the. That's when they're gonna start to ramp up. They're gonna knock off. Don't be surprised if they knock off one of the, the teams that everybody you know mm-hmm. had you know picks to win the spring split. Do not be surprised. Who like, like, I can't see. I, I can't see. Huh. I don't know if I see a beast, Cloud Nine, but at Cloud Nine, that melee alone is what suspect. Don't don't be surprised if they beat EG. I would not be surprised. Like, yeah, because the thing here, like going into 2023, Hunter Thieves might not do so well in the regular season because most teams that I've seen Bearson and Double Play on, they don't do that well in the regular season. They're mostly playoff teams that are better. They're mostly they like do, better in playoffs. All they gotta do is what be top what top six. Or a top four? Spring is six. Yeah, spring is – you got to be six, yeah. Top six? That, that's yeah. that's kind of easy because there's already three teams that are automatic, like, mm-hmm. L's, TSM, <laughs> uh, Immortals, and uh, yeah. Guardians. Oh, that's me. Okay. You just got to be, what, better than fucking – Let me see. We're right right now. Let me go back to it. The spring season? And- yeah, to make spring, to effectively get in, you have to at least go nine and nine. If they go nine and nine, I mean, yeah, I'm huge question marks. They go nine and nine, but it is double from Beerson. I I wouldn't count them out in the playoffs. That, that those are players I just can't count out in the playoffs like ever. I know Beerson kind of failed this year too, but I still can't count them out though. You know, that's not like recency bias or anything. It's more like or like the past series I've seen them do very well in. It's more like I wouldn't want to go up against that team and go like this is a free win, you know. Like, if they face the right team, if they get into the right bracket, they can face a decent strength level of teams. They could even make the finals, essentially. But I wouldn't want a team like 100 Thieves peaking in spring. I, I don't even kind of want them winning spring. I kind of want them to do better, doing better in summer. Be better to do better. It'd be just be better for that team in general to do better in summer because they peak in spring, and they, if they can't fix their issues in summer because they, they would go to MSI if they win spring. They'd be get slaughtered by fucking international teams. The LP and LCK teams going, but my thing is, I think I think that might be good, but because then they can start fixing the issues. Then it's like, all right, cool. yeah, because you face better teams to fix your issues 
It just it depends how you look yeah, at it. Think though. about it. Think about it. Dirty in Korea now at the uh, boot camp is like, all right, cool. They're they're like they're already working on issues that they like mechanical yeah. issues. But, it's but like this is something you'll have to see when you get more into watching more splits. Working on issues right now is a bit different than doing it in actual season because the meta is going to change. The whole patch changes actually, and then now you're going to face this week to week situation though of yep. different teams. So I know they're I know they're I I seen the videos where they're like, yeah, we're all having a good time right now. Yeah, there's no sleezing. Of course you're not better. There's no there's nothing on the line right now. But when the season starts, week to week adaptation, who you're facing it matters in that certain context. What if what 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 if they don't play that very well in a certain meta that comes up actually? Because I've did you watch Isle Dominate streamers talking about the meta? Have you seen the champions being played yeah. right now? The meta right now, guys, Cassante, Aatrox, Fiora. What's this top lane right now? I know the bot lane meta, Zeri's back in the bot lane. Kalista's yeah. being played a lot more. Mid lane is the same Silas. And the same Zoe. meta is like, was well, you see, and plus a lot of other teams, they're learning new, uh, they're learning new constant champions. They're not being, and this thing was someday he was stuck on certain champions. And if they fell out the meta, that was, that was someday's biggest weakness. He, I think he they got, put him on non-carries. I think that was the, that, that's just bad drafting. You can't put a person like that on, a, on a champion is, like Orin. But the thing is, he he every time you try to learn a new champion, it was like if that if that oh, chip if you that, know how that goes? doesn't carry, it is like you you, you start to whenever, whenever, whenever you see that, whenever you see it's it's hard to say because like with, with that because I've seen that happen a lot too. What what that implies is more like. Are they putting on that champion because he can be everything for them? So, like, if you put somebody on Orin, you're factoring this guy's going to be a tank. He's going to engage very properly. He's going to TP on time. He's going to go into team fights and just peel, obviously, just do tank stuff, right? Yeah. But then if he's playing a tank, because he has to cover weaknesses for the other team, then why not put all the carry potential on that guy, you know? But you need a tank player sometimes. Sometimes you have to sacrifice and play a tank. Sometimes you have to sacrifice on so many teams. You got to put him on a tank because, like, the champions he would play in the top lane are, like, uh, suspect is better. It's like you got to put him yeah. on a champion that's kind of like a return. It's, it's kind of like me It's like when you, like, with, with other games, it's like, you know you got to put the guy on, on this defender because you know he's. Yeah, he's you know a little sleep. You know you, you can catch him off guard. It's like oh, of course you put him, or of course you put him on this champion. But it's like even with hundred seeds, the whole drafting like was trash because it was like mm-hmm. you're trying to draft for this, but then you you're, you got like three different uh, strategies going on at the same time. It's like what the fuck are you trying to do? It's like <laughs> you want to you want it's it's like uh uh. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird situation to be in. No, I, and I do I agree think, with you too. Like, what, and like if if you identify he's one of your best players, why are you putting him on a tank? That's essentially going to give you less carry threat because if you don't think FBI and who he can carry, who's going to carry on the team? Then because you can't carry, you can't really theoretically carry on a tank. I think as I like, I think that was the issue is like you can't make the you can't put him on a champ, you can't put him on a champion that makes more cover. You got to put up something that would work. You put a lot more comfort, but then. Somebody else gets a champion that's trash. It's like, ah, uh, fuck. It's like, okay. Double F is pretty resource heavy, man. If, that's why I always advocate if you don't know too much about a certain player, watch past splits. I watched past splits. And or even you don't do all watch history videos. It's he's a very demanding player. Now, I'm like, I don't, I don't think he's playing the same. I'm like, okay, this is, it's like, 
to be fair, when Double Lift was doing well, the state of the LCS was also not as good either. But that's a different story for another day. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh God. I think I think when he was like, you know, research heavy, it was kind of like it was, was kind of like LeBron James. It was kind of like just give me the fucking ball and let me work. And, or yeah. no, not no, no, not LeBron James. Kobe Bryant's like, let me shoot the motherfucking ball. You get in the quarter. Mm-hmm. If I need you to, pa- if I need to pass the ball, I probably won't pass you the ball. But just be open, just in case. That's 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 how double it was. It was like support, support me. If you don't, I will fucking curse you out. I was like, oh shit, this motherfucker. No, no, that that's who his team. His teams were basically. There's a saying for it. It was protect the double if comp. A protect the double if yeah. team. That's probably means you. Those are probably sayings you probably have heard. You know, uh, I've heard protect, no protect the double lift. You know, the double lift team. You know, yeah, it's like chess. It's like protect the fucking king. It's like yeah, yeah. you you play through double lift. That that was essentially most of his teams. You know, yeah. but it's also goes goes. It's another different saying in there too. Is you know, what that what they have to resort to that because that's my biggest fear is that they become Team Liquid of last year. They have to resort. Remember guys, Team Liquid resorted to just playing through Hansama. It was just a default they did because they couldn't figure out how they want to play the game. Remember, remember how they said, yeah, we don't know how we wanted to play the game, so we're just going to play through Bob. What the fuck? They just admitted they're trash. They essentially admitted we suck. We don't know what we're doing. So we'll just default play through Bot. They literally couldn't decide on how they want to play the game, nor agreed on it. Let's just play through Bot. That's my worry with the team is if it's if it's bad, do they just play through double lift? Now, and, and is that a secure way of winning anymore? And, and the LCK still did it with Live Sandbox. I don't know. Is there, a, is there a world where that still works out? Maybe. Let's talk about Worlds for a little bit. Uh, Worlds 2022 for at least NA was fucking awful. There ain't no way to sugarcoat that shit. That shit was bad. 315. Um, I know Sean, he, he talked about, well, the NA team beat the EU teams. I, I truly don't give a shit. That don't mean nothing. That don't fucking mean anything. It would mean yeah. something if they got out of the group, but since they didn't get out of the group, it's Means nothing. Also, E looked like shit too. I mean, E you did look good in week one. I like, like Fnatic. They beat Team One, and you're like, oh damn, hell yeah! And then well, just see you lose to Flying Oysters, who who we could have easily beat twice. It was like, oh fuck, we can't even beat these fucking guys. After Flying Chinks lost, after Flying Chinks beat Hunter Thieves, they lost every game after that. Yep. So they beat the only team that they could. And then just got completely railed, and then got and, even further railed by by the team that they actually had a chance to actually did beat in week one. Make it make sense for me, people, please. I can't make it make sense anymore. Yep. They got they're moral. They got morally destroyed. You could tell, like when they beat hundred thieves, they're like, "Yeah, we can do it." Well, RNG and T one on hundred thieves, so that's not gonna happen, buddies. Yeah, you know, sometimes teams just have easier strength of schedule can make teams look better. It just can't. Yep. You know, people always kind of don't understand that though. Easier strength of schedule makes teams look better than they actually should. Yep, you catch a team that. Yep, you catch a hundred seeds that was like what on a one month, like a six week break or whatever. It was the Between last about three, three about three weeks essentially. Three, three to four weeks. Usually it is a month break. Actually, it was rare this year. Worlds came a bit faster this year for some reason. Yeah, I know it usually like... is a week, about a month. E.g., I mean. You're like, well, EG almost beat JDG. Yeah, almost, almost don't count for shit. Coming in second doesn't mean anything. Yeah, God. Like, the only way that I, w- I would kind of attribute all that shit to would be, like, Korean and LPL teams. And the reason why they would have the benefit of the doubt for me is because they've actually done very well. 
and actually proven that they can win consistently. So if you were like, well, Damwon got second. Did you see Damwon play? That's a scary second team. You don't face that team. But if 100 Thieves got second, you were like, <sighs> so let's let's say like 100 Thieves. Let's say they, they, they get out with Gen G. 100 Thieves would have faced T1. Are you sitting there thinking to yourself, yeah, 100 Thieves, that's a – Abadagi versus Abadagi versus Faker. <laughs> I swear, I let anybody go like, oh, Abadagi could be Faker. I'm like, okay, all right, you're sniffing that uh, crack. All right, uh, now nah, yeah, world was depressing. Though. It was like that's pretty bad. I was like, rooting for NA knowing that day. I was like, man, I mean, you gotta root just knowing that they, there's no chance, but you, you just in your heart know you gotta root for them because you know, fuck it. Like my, my my thing here is as I know, I know back in the day when I started doing these shows, people were like, Oh, but you're kind of just all in on these LCK and Korean teams. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm gonna obviously root for the best teams in the best regions. I mean, I have teams in those regions that I root for. Obviously, I don't think RNG's gonna do that well this year. And Gen G doing well is up in the air, but it's just you see how the year goes. But you can't sit here and lie to yourself, it's going you to have NA Pride and all that fucking nonsense. It doesn't matter though. I'm gonna sit here and be like, "Yeah, NA is so good. NA is so good." Did you people see how Canyon played again on Graves at Worlds? Yeah, that'll never be something our junglers can do. I mean, there there have been years with someone that popped off at Worlds, but never to that degree. That Canyon game that you saw, do you think an NA jungle will ever have that kind of a game at Worlds? Let's just think that to yourself. Even think next year. Think 2024. Is there a world where you think? And they will send a jungler that'll pop off that hard as Canyon did. Just in that single game. I'm talking about the whole world he had, which is insane. Yeah. Like, no, it's just it's one of these things you gotta just be like, you gotta be real with yourself. NA's just not ever winning worlds. I mean, James was like, it'll happen. No, sometimes in life you gotta go, I, like, okay, make miracles and upsets can happen. Sure. But that is not something you bet on every time. That's not something that happens even in general. You don't bet on a miracle. And you really don't. I mean, DRX doing it this year was, was cool to have. You know, that's awesome to see, but that's not ever going to happen though. Like, I mean, cloud nine, just straight turbo sprints in it. People blaming it on the draft, which is fucking stupid. Like, oh my God. Like it, stop blaming draft too. They legitimately play bad in the games. Okay. Like there's one thing you can have a bad draft. That's whatever. But by the by, I've seen teams with shit drafts still win. I've seen teams with legitimately bad drafts. that would be un unplayable in most cases still win, you know, yeah. like, so, if you go back, because because people always seem to blame it just on draft. What about the actual gameplay itself? What about that? What about the actual gameplay from the teams? What about that? Like their lane assignments, their their laning phases, their, how they decide to utilize their jungler. Why is that in the Cloud Nine versus Fnatic game? Cloud Nine where where got a early kill onto Upset or Hillisang, and they don't bring Blabber down to more effectively. Uh, push their lead the same thing i was telling james and jimmy when we were talking on my other show is that you know they're at a game where t1 were winning in game five with varus and karma and they had uh what's his name Z uh what's the jungler fuck owner on viego right yeah you should be pulling your jungler down there and you gank that lane i know james was like but there's a bard there but their bot lane's winning they can poke them out you can't challenge them in lane you do that get Go back to China and eat top ramen for all I care. You just turbo sprinting it if you're losing. Like, I, I, I don't think the bard would make that big of a difference. What I'm talking about here is, like, and T1 failed in that aspect, too. But this is something I'm bringing up here is, like, effectively utilizing the pieces on your map. 
you know? None of them ever did that, though. Hunter Thieves didn't. Neither did EG. EG never got in scenarios where they were constantly winning, so they didn't know how to win it in a leaning, in a winning laning phase against a really good team like JDG. So that game they lost against JDG, like, even when, like, I know you, I don't only watch in the summer, but were EG and ever, like, dominant winning positions like that to ever play them out effectively? There are certain scenarios you just don't get a chance to play out in NA because teams are just that bad. So when Kaori and Vulcan were beating Hope and Missing, you're like, okay, they're not going to keep that up. They've never played this scenario all year, you know? doesn't exactly. matter what they do. So that's my thing is, like, I, I think for um the NA teams, I, and there's, there's a lot you can say that you should, that you should change, but is 2023 going to be different? I don't really think so. I'm just being, I don't really think so, honestly. You might get a team out of groups, maybe, but that team's going to get destroyed in quarterfinals anyway, so it doesn't really matter to begin with. So, I don't know. I I really don't know, honestly. Um, you, you what's that saying? You can change the pieces, but if the structure is still there, it's all gonna still be the same. Something like yeah. that. Some shit, you know. Mm. Like a hundred thieves. I legitimately thought they had a chance to go three and three. You know, what's crazy is that they went three and three in a last in last year's group compared to this year's group. Yeah. It's crazy. They actually kind of came off EDG when it didn't matter. And thinking to yourself, oh yeah, that's what could have been. No, no, that's you don't look at that and go, yeah, that that that's us all the time. No, that's it. That you that's you playing with no constraints because it didn't matter because you were already out, you know. Also, there's this thing because before, like you had NA teams going like three and three and missing groups. You know, maybe you gotta ask yourself, is NA teams going three and three in groups just as good as you can do it? Maybe that is your peak. Maybe that is an A, three and three. Maybe that is. This year may have been worse because the team was objectively really bad, but I don't know. What do you think? Uh, if it gets four teams, I'm t- I'm throwing my computer at a wall. Because <laughs> Warren was like, what if TL went to Worlds? They would have went 0-6. I promise you. They would have no, actually not went a single I game. Think, I think TL could have went uh, one and five as well. <laughs> could have went one and five. It's I think all the- <laughs> I think – I think I think the best one that had to get to win multiple multiple games was was the thing that they don't do it. I think they had the most disappointing because they they got put in the group where we were expecting them to win, but we at least thought that they would do better than expected. Mm-hmm. It was like ah oh, shit, they're It's like Cloud Nine just got fucked. They. Them, they, them the excuse making I saw was deplorably disgusting. Cloud, I mean, he just, Cloud, like it's one thing to lose, and it's one thing to lose a really close game. That like if you're back and forth, and that's I I could be like, okay, you you lost, but I was a really close game there. No, those games were stomps. T1 stomped the fuck out of them. Fuck they it. went into lane and lost. Remember that T1 game they faced T1 in week one, the, the last game they faced uh, yeah. week one. Walked into lane, they lost in five minutes. They got on stage to lose in five minutes to go back home or go back to the hotel rooms and, I don't know, fuck each other and ask for some shit. I don't know what they were doing, honestly. <laughs> but they got on stage, lost in five minutes. They loaded up, got on stage, lost, and got off. That's how I be saying sometimes I feel like some of these guys just be, like, they log, they log on and all it, it feels like a solo queue of five people playing. It's like, oh, yeah, we know each other, but it's like, uh, shit. And, like, now when I think about it, it's, it's it's like seriously, I think as of now might be the best. It's like we have to. Mm-hmm. I think the only way an a team gets far, they have to get the right bracket. 
the right groups. I think there were just stronger teams in the past to, to challenge that too. You know, I like think, when Cloud9 did think, their runs, they had objectively kind of stronger teams too. See, Cloud Cloud9 was the only was it? It was who was on that Cloud9 team that went what to what fourth place? It was Jesson, well, I mean, right? When you semifinals, yeah, because when here on Factor when when Cloud9 those years they got out of group state, I'll say they didn't because I don't say they don't deserve it, but I would say that they played without um what's the word they played without restraints it felt like that they actually knew they if they played scared they would just lose automatically yeah they just kind of played as best as they could and they actually even overperformed to get out of groups and that's great even if you get out of the groups as an na team that's that's an accomplishment of itself because na is dog shit right now i know people are gonna go but they lost in quarterfinals na getting out of groups is is that's the minimum. That's, this is minimum shit here. We're, we're hoping one team gets out. That's 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 this. We're, we're talking baby steps here. We're not going to get to world finals anytime soon. You got to check baby steps here, you know. And then, because since Cloud Nine was decently consistent at getting out of groups, the, when you see that they're out, I don't have faith in any other team getting out. When I see they're out, I'm like, okay, there's all these other teams are done. I, I just don't see a world they do it, you know, because they've actually never did it to begin with. So I can't. Because this is the, the thing that James asked me too. The whole thing about Korea and LCK is like the reason why I didn't put any of the Korean teams, when you saw me rank them outside of first place, was why would I do that, though? They've consistently always gotten first place. Even in years of Worlds, where they weren't even playing well, their team still got out first place in group stages. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to not put them in first place for, for ex- external reasons that I can't even predict for. I know through history and worldwide, they do well in group stages and then usually get first place, if not all the time getting first place. So I'm not just going to put them second because – LPL is better this year. That don't mean shit. Consistently, they do better in group stage. Faker has never gotten second place in a group stage ever. So why would I put him second? You know? Like, why would I put Faker second in a group stage? This sounds stupid, you know? Because he's a ghost for a reason, you know? Yeah, TSM was consistent at getting at the airport. <laughs> you know, this year, NA didn't need to be next to an airport. We were already in NA. So, oh, you know, <laughs> usually the NA air, uh, the NA, uh, spe- airport speed run meme is usually the funniest thing ever to see because <laughs> they usually speed run to get to the airport to go home. We're in, we're in North America this year, so there's no actual speed running actually. But, um, it was nice to see DRX win T1, didn't win world's finals. That unfortunate, but if DRX weren't in the finals. I think T1 still win it, honestly. Like, if they had faced any other team, I, I think they just win it altogether. Feel, like, to me, I feel like it, it came down to, like, if... Uh, I forgot I forgot where T1 lost it towards the very end. They had it. It was one of those things where it was, like, it was a back and mm-hmm. forth, like a like a, um, uh, a tug-of-war kind of thing, mm-hmm. and like DRX just got that last pull of yeah, I think fuck. in the last game they just choked it away. Like I mentioned before, like I was like, yeah. I was think T one choked. I think T one was always behind. I think DRX almost choked it away. I think when they got that, um, yeah, that's true, yeah, that Baron of was it DRX were choking those Baron throws. Yeah, like, and, yeah, but but they kept it. They just kept it consistent. They kept it. They kept their head straight. They were like, okay, it doesn't matter. We'll just we'll just get through yeah. it. You know, but my thing here is in that final game, if your bot lane cannot threaten the Caitlyn and Bard that you're winning against, remember, they're not losing. They're actually winning. very Like, people go back and watch the series. Guma UC is destroying Deft. Deft wasn't that good at Worlds. I don't care what no one's. He wasn't that good. He really honestly wasn't. If I can watch the games now, you'd be like, yeah, he played a kind of kind of bad. 
Kumayusi was destroying him. And I don't know why they didn't pull Viego down there and go, okay, we're going to consistently force pressure bot lane with our massive advantage. I don't care if Bart has his ult. I don't care if Bart sticks his ult up his ass. I don't care what happens. You should be pulling your jungler down there to pressure the bot lane. All you have, all they have was a cleanse and a Bart alt. Like, uh, is that, do you really that scared of that? There's a Viego, there's a Caitlyn. I'm sorry, there's a Viego, there's a Karma, and there's a Varus. Poke for days, Viego all in. Like, come on. Like, it's just, I don't know. They are they massively threw away their lead in that fucking team, in that final game. Like, they had that final game. Like, the way the yeah. bottling was popping off, they had that final game. They were just, they just mis-executed all their comp. You know, Faker kind of not having the best final either. Um, Zeus getting fucking destroyed. Opti, yeah. he went for the counter matchup and he got destroyed. Okay, well that that that's already washed. That that's just okay. He's done. He's his brain fried. His brain is dead. <laughs> and then that was my thing about about T one. I think T one will still do very well this year coming up. But yeah, yeah, like goddamn, like seeing them play game five that way. The draft was still kind of suspect, but they were winning that hard. It's like you got a force, like. Like the thing you talk, you gotta keep forcing. You can't just stop. They, they got a bot lane lead that hard and just stopped. And I'll say everyone like you can't do that. There was remember when Zeka and Pielsic tried to attack Faker bot lane and they turned it around. They and they won it. You're like, yeah. oh, they're still in this game. Like there was many chances they had to win. Many chances throughout the win. But you know, I think Zeka played really well at Worlds. Our my Worlds 2022 MVP was Zeka. Played insanely well. Is he gonna play that well going into next year? I don't know, honestly. I hope he does. He won't have that form, but he'll, I think he'll be good. Um, Deft, I think, will do better on Damwon compared to Deftom, but, I mean, should be that should be pretty easy, you know? Yeah. That should be pretty easy just in general. I think Showmaker and Kang. People thought Showmaker. It's, it's, so, it's so crazy because uh, the whole Chovy, the Chovy, the whole Chovy and Showmaker argument is weird to me. It reminds me of... Um, like the choking argument in general is like yeah. if you're predicted to win and we and then we you can see this player is really good, you can see this player is really good, but when it's it's big playoff series and it's clutch time and you constantly lose, how am I not gonna call you a choker? Because that's pretty. Because if it was the other guy, who's a bit worse than you, if he lost, he could call a choker. If Showmaker, let's swap. Okay, guys, th- think about it this way. Swap Showmaker and Chovy. Yeah. Let's say if Showmaker was in Chovy's shoes, if Showmaker underperforms as hard as Chovy does sometimes in big playoff matches, he gets called a choker. Is that that that's fair to say, right? He would. Yeah. He would go like this. This guy's really good, but he just can't get it in the finals. But if Chovy had did everything Showmaker has done, which is win worlds, finish at MSI, second place, uh back to back, second place finishes, world finals, um, won multiple splits in the LCK. You go like this guy's pretty good, and he's a pretty tenured comic com- player. But yeah. what player is looked at as better, which doesn't make any sense to me? Yes, Chovy has a better laning phase. That's fine, but that better laning phase hasn't won him shit. Oh my god, you can get ten more CS than me. Oh, oh great, stop the press. Oh no, oh my that's god, how, I mean, get on my but, knees and suck your dick. Then what the thing, fuck? But thinking <laughs> that's how it works, though. They they look at the aspects. They look at that aspect. Hello. Sorry. They they look at aspects of a player and then they're like, okay, uh, we're gonna they they're gonna select one person over or the 
over the other, and then all right, cool. And then they put that. You put <laughs> selective bias to a certain extent. Oh yeah, yeah, it's selective because, bias. They like, put the expectation on on somebody. It's like okay. But this, yeah, like I don't under, I just don't understand. Like, like, like I like Chovy too. Like, I, I've seen Chovy play since he started. I think he's really good. But at a certain point, you gotta stop drinking that fucking Kool Aid and going. This, he's just a choker. He just is. Like, he's won one LCK title, and winning LCK is hard as fuck. That's not I, winning LCK is hard as fuck. But if you're supposed to be the best mid laner, we see you're good. We know you're good. Why are you not winning? Yes, League is a five player team. That is true. But Showmaker's pulled his team through. Faker's definitely pulled his team through. So why does he not get the same level of excuses? So why is he just not getting any of that? I've was seen to- BDD. Was Toby ever the main reason why they lost? Like the focal reason, or was it the whole team around them that lost? You're talking about just worlds? Um, I think him underperforming was a big problem because you get Chovy for that massive CS laning advantage. Yeah. You get him for that mid lane domination that you think that he has. But if he's not even doing what you got him for in the big crucial match, it's always in big crucial matches. It's always in that in those matches. Okay, who has if it's Tony right, lost if other, to it? Okay, because Tony's been to the finals, right? Of worlds? Yeah. No. He's no. this year was his first time making it to top four. Other years he's made it to top eight and he's been knocked out. And he's lost to who? Who T one last year. T one, yeah. And then Take in twenty twenty. He lost to oh, fuck. It was Dan Wan, which Dan was Wan. Showmaker's team. Yep. <laughs> Who and he was on DRX with Deft in 2020. Yep. Now the the years that those teams get to Worlds, yeah, he's the best player. Yes, that's true. And people say, but he, he had no one to play around. He he. It's all these. If he's the fucking mid laner, it doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't matter because everyone else gets that same level. He's got a. You're the mid laner. You have to carry the team. It's just what you do. But Cole, even with all that, they still had a chance to win. That's why you can, you can even say the draft is bad. But when you're put in a situation mm-hmm. where you're able to still like still bear that still like drinks it. Yeah, like they they had a bad draft, but were very much able to win the game. Yeah, lane assignments, the way they utilize their champions, which is bad. Like I promise you, go back and watch the game. Tell me why of the Yego. Varus and Karma bot lane and jungle that far ahead is not pushing their advantage. You should have been diving. Remember in the remember in the LCS when you see teams like dive that way? Yeah. You can see why weren't they diving that bot lane repeatedly? They can't fight you because you're because the Caitlyn literally barely had one item by like by at least 15 minutes. No way in the world they should have even lost that game to a certain extent, given how big that bot lane lead was. We saw the other games. Or Guma UC and Karia were playing through the bot lane and they won just fine. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't do it in game five, but reasons, right? Oh, because of Bard alt. Oh no, that is that is bad. That is you let if they let a Bard alt get in their heads that bad. I mean, I don't know. They're smoking that Korean fucking ramen or some shit. But, oh shit. That's just me personally, but that's just me. Like I, I just don't get it. I just don't get how a player can win worlds, do well internationally, win multiple LCK titles, which is very hard to do. He's not looked at as better. I think I, to me, if you ask me, if I was building a team, you you gave me Chovy or Showmaker, I'm choosing Showmaker. I don't give a fuck if he has a worse laning phase. That means nothing. In the that really, I think a lot of people nothing. would take that as sense. Where it's like, if your lane phase is worse, that like, it's like a bit. That's what I said. It's a bit worse. Come on, it's like, a little bit. But worse my thing is, why do people constantly put like? Why constantly? Why do people constantly choose Showmaker? Is that, that potential? One 
always this thing that people it's the oh i i can be the guy to unlock him and i'll be the one that does it and he can just be the best because in my mind are people saying show showmaker has reached his peak while toby had it that's the thing i think people are saying i think that's why because you, you can't sit there not not you obviously but you can't sit there and yeah. tell me that he's like he has everything shoby doesn't though yeah, it's, it's literally everything Chubby want to do: win worlds, multiple title winner, everything. You know, but I, people are there. I'm on Reddit. Oh my god, here's a little bit worse landing face. Who gives a flying fuck? If you're at the top of that big, it doesn't matter. Okay, for everyone's watching this, maybe I'm ranting a little bit, but think about it this way: Trophy and Schmanker are going to be best mids in the LCK next to Faker, right? If you're at the top and you have a, if you have something that's worse. Than the other guy, but you're better in like two other areas. That doesn't matter though. It, it really doesn't. Like, I mean, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Here's a better laning face. That sure has gotten him so many wins, right? It's, that's really helped him out, honestly. You know, that's, that's, that's helped him obviously so well, right? You know, but hey, what do I know? I'm just a, a fucking crazy old black man at this point. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. But that's just, it's always the same thing with uh, Jensen and Bjergsen. It's, it's the same shit. It's like, isn't Jensen more accomplished? Yeah, but Bjergsen wins in LCS. Yeah, but you've established LCS means nothing. Yeah, but he wins in LCS. You're retarded. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> I th- because I think it's it's like the same argument. It's like, oh, Jensen with top four in the world. It's like, but it bears it's like okay, Bears has more accomplishments than the LC. It's kind of like, all right, cool. Who whose career is better? Do you take the consistent the consistency of always winning your LCS titles, or do you take the one time you get all the way to top four worlds? That's, Jensen was also getting out of groups consistently. These are multiple top eights. Those are different like, teams too. And you could even ask ask Bjergsen, what would matter to him more? Having the legacy of getting out of groups consistently, getting a top four at Worlds, or winning the best trophies. But you're not winning at Worlds. People people will start forgetting, oh, you didn't win Worlds. Though. That's what it, it, right. Because the thing before that. The up thing about it, because people are going to remember, mm-hmm. oh, Bjergsen's five times, because they're not going to, like, oh, Jensen's three-time LCS champion. Or, but are where about type just the world? I'll, I'll ask you, dude. What do you think Bearson would want? Multiple times getting out of groups, top four, three LCS titles, you... or swap, or just take not getting out of groups, and then just the LCS trophies. What, 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 what do you think he would take? Honestly, the way here for what he's here 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 the way he talked, I I think he would want the worlds, but at the same time, he might. Be contented with keeping the. I mean, championships are. That's, I, I'm not because down because that. because he, that that's the thing too. Like it depends on how you because you be like, oh, you know, Justin made top four in World 2018. It's like cool, but he didn't win, and that's how that's, that's, that's a, yeah, the, yeah I, I agree with you. That's yeah, the yeah. issue too, because to me, I think the okay. How many times has Justin won one LCS besides it was this three. year plus three? Yeah, three. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Three total. Like he's yes, got a. Three, three times else pretty, it'd be like yeah, that's pretty solid. It's, it's and that's the thing too. It's like, of course you want Jess's career. It's it, like it, it, because it, what, what do you value? Do you value doing well at Worlds or do you value doing domestically well? I that's value cool. overall. It is it over. It's like Beardshed has more accomplishments. Getting to Worlds is great one time. And he got top four. That's good, but he and that's the thing too. 
how, how much does that outweigh with an LCS? Well, it's not guys? just the one top four. It's the other years of getting out of groups two with different rosters and also pretty hard groups too. Bjergsen actually has only got out of groups once at being at Worlds. It was like, it was actually on, on that But team. it did it did nothing though. It, it, that's the sad part about it. It's like. Yeah, but that, that also is decently impressive for what it is. Having but nobody, no, nobody remembers getting out of Worlds. You remember winning. And that's it. And to that's be fair, the, we do remember the teams that this year got out of the world too. We remember Rogue; they got out of the groups, and they got absolutely fucking smacked. By who was it? Who 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 they got J- smacked by? JDG. They got smacked by JDG, who looked like they just choked against T One too. I, I wouldn't say choked. No. no, they they weren't gonna win against T One. No, no, JDG. Uh, this is what happened. JDG would have guessed the Rogue team. I was surprised that they won, and then T One's just sitting there like, okay, the. It was it was like you know black person is come on this is your king and fucking back the shit out of him. I was like, oh fuck, okay, because you're seeing three O's. I was like, wait, is it how the fuck? Okay, was yeah, I was saying three. I, I just didn't see a world they win a single game. Honestly, I I think I gave them a game only because I felt bad. I was like, I was like, like, how did like, GDG not win a fucking? They there there was times where they they barely got a fucking tower. I was like. I was like, wait, 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 wait a second. This is supposed to be one of the best, was it Chinese teams? And they're getting fucking smoked. And, and it was like, I would say Jensen had more comp- or No, he had a better career because he's done better in world. But it's like when you when you go LC when you go LCS, like go you you're looking at just LCS alone. Like what yeah, they it all depends on what. That's why I always tell people with, 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 with those kind of arguments is what do you value more? It's all it's it's all. If you're I talking about LCS, I go Beerus to double him. If you're talking about overall, you gotta go Jensen. I think you have. It has to say too because like what do, what do most of these players value? Most of these players doing do most of their self worth throughout the whole year just accumulates to worlds. You know. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing too. Like I, it's it's all it's all good in conversation. Like that was, that was the thing with like on Reddit. I saw there it was like Chobi versus fake Chobi versus Showmaker. I'm like, it's, I would take Showmaker every team, every time, every single chance I get. So I would take the player that has proven a track record of having success while also being at the top consistently, while also winning at the top too. Why would I take a player that is at the top but has shown that in very clutch moments he's not a clutch player himself? He's very good. Yeah. There's no denying that, but he's not. A player that can get you to the finish line, you know. And I, I, I Genji's opting to be the Chovy team this year, and I hope that works for them. I mean, I'll be rooting for them, but I hope that works for them. And I'll be hope, and I'll be wondering why they lose in the finals. Always oh, just Chovy, just fucking doing his Chovy shit again, you know. Because it's not just about being a good player anymore. It's more about how you affect your team too, and all that other shit. But the last thing we'll talk about on today's show, guys, is talking about the LCS and LEC schedule changes. So I already did a, a channel update video talking about this, where the, LC, the LEC is moving to Saturday, Sunday, Monday. The LCS is Thursday, Fridays. So that means we got to do some more podcasts, actually, because I'm not going to have time to do them together because we would, it just won't work logistically. So on Tuesday, I don't do any shows because I'm taking my day off. Wednesday, I could do the Cloud9 podcast for the LEC. I don't know if Chad's going to be on for Wednesday. I don't know about that. Maybe I'll have Warren. I don't know. Is it this Wednesday? Right no, no, it'll be when next year Wednesday. Oh, I'm deciding on maybe Thursday or Wednesday. I'm deciding on, but LCS is Thursdays and Fridays actually. Yep. 
So the LCS is probably going to be on Sunday when we do that podcast, which is all which is going when the LEC is going. So it's going to be decently kind of hard to get the Cloud9 podcast on a consistent schedule. I'm thinking Wednesday's LEC Cloud9 podcast, Sunday LCS. That's the best times I'm looking at right now. That's just me. Because okay. you can't do them together. It, it doesn't work logistically this year. Now, if that change is going into 2024, we'll see how that goes. But as of right now, it, 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 you're going to get more episodes of this show. You're just going to have yeah. to. But they won't be that long. I'm trying to gonna keep them. this Coming up this year, I want to do better at like time resource management. So I want to try and keep these shows. If I'm doing two of these shows, at least an hour 30 at, at minimum. Or it could be like an hour 10. Just anything above an hour is fine. You know, like an hour 10, hour 20 or whatever, right? Anything after that is end, end the show. Just wrap it up. After all the LEC is over, just, you know, done with that. LCS of that, just done with it, you know? Um, but that's that's essentially it. I'll, 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 I have to put out the video to show you guys what else I'm going to be talking about. New series starting too, which would be much more easier for me to me and Chaz to do because it's just a fun series. We're going to have some fun with it. Yeah, is Chaz going to be down? I'll see. I'll see if he is. Yeah. He's about to be losing in this series, but it's okay. It's okay. We're going to include James, too. James will be including the series, too. Losing the series. What? I'm going to – yo, you guys will hear about it right when I drop that video. Because it's already done. I just got to just drop it tomorrow. But that's essentially it. Uh, it's just the schedule conflicts are so, so hard to deal with this year. And the LEC is moving from BO1s to BO3s between their splits, right? The splits start off with BO1s, then BO3s. But the LCS, you know what format they get? You know, what, you know what they get? Thank you, Riot. Thank you, Riot. Gonna get BO1s. The best regions in the world play BO3s. And the LEC is like, you know what? We'll kind of switch it up a little bit. The LCS is like, you know, we stunk at Worlds. We kind of always stink at Worlds. BO1s it is. <laughs> yep. When you don't change, you stick to <sighs> mediocrity. Yep. We'll always be the fourth best region. <sighs> The only way that I see it from the LCS perspective is what's just right in general is the LEC better viewership, um, outperforming LCS to a certain degree. They're probably thinking, okay, the LEC deserves a format change. Has the LCS really deserved a format change? I mean, I think they should get a format change, but you're doing all these format changes. Is it going to result in viewership? It's another different discussion, but I think the LEC in the eyes of more recency, just with viewership, has proven that it can probably need a different format change. The LC- I mean, if you want to use the argument of they're going to choose Valorant over the LCS, I mean, that would also make sense why too, but that's also fucked up in how they look at it because Valorant, BO3s, LCS, BO1s, it's just so fucking stupid. It's just so fucking bad. I don't get it. I don't get it. Make it make sense. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> it's so bad. But okay. it's okay. It's whatever. So yeah, go for another like five minutes, and then we're gonna be getting out of here because I gotta go rest my throat for a bit, and then I gotta go for our other show actually tonight. Actually, yep. So yeah, and also next week I'm doing the good old six days for the holidays. Six days. My, my day off next week is Wednesday. Oh yeah, and also this is the last Cloud and Podcast of the year, so there's no podcast next weekend. When there's something else to talk about, that's in enough uh, news, then we'll do it. But other than that. No, it's been nice having you guys on all this year. It's been nice. Chess got into league earlier this year. It's not, not nice to have, you know. Uh, Sean is out there. I don't know what he's doing. He's probably beating off T1 or some shit. He's probably thinking about Faker in a in a really nice way. 
Oh shit. But I yeah, I can't wait for the season to start up. Can't wait to watch LCK, LPL, LEC, LCS again. Remember the season starts. Oh, you know, I'm glued to every game. I'm glued to literally every game. Who it's about to be crazy. All these seasons going on again. And I, people are gonna be like, how are you gonna watch all the games? I, I did it literally for the last seven years. I, I think I'll manage. I've, I've did it since 2015. I can it's another year where I just pace myself. And if I don't watch the games live, that's fine. I just watch them VODs. There's literally VODs and highlights, guys. You don't always have to watch it live. It's more preferred if you watch live, but you know, yeah. here's VODs. Don't be a lazy fuck. Like, I don't want to watch VODs. Then you're then just don't speak to me. I don't care. I don't give a fuck, honestly. I can be like, I want to watch more games, but not watch the games. I mean, they make no sense. You know, I've been going back and looking at some of the games recently just to get my feel of the regular season. Can't wait for it to start. You know, the LEC's format looks really interesting. I want to kind of see how that's going to play out because in the LEC's format, teams that finish ninth and 10th early on get already eliminated out of the BO3 contention. I'm like, yes, I don't want to see a ninth and 10th place team play each other. That make I like that idea. That's great. Yeah, thumbs up for me there. And I like how their form's going to keep knocking down teams because they said in the playoffs, if you do well in the winter split they have, yeah, top four make playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Because it's almost like no one wants to see a fucking seventh and a sixth place team face each other in playoffs. I mean, I don't know. I, I like the format changes. The LCS is going to have single BO1 round robin. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. BO1s. Mm, can't wait for some of that. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, shit. Uh, Cloud9 had a really bad year in 2023. They won summer. That's, that's great. You know, but I think they can do a bit better this year. You can only go up from here, right? Yep. I mean, when you're already at the bottom like the LCS, I mean, you can only theoretically go up. You know, this is how it works. What are you doing, man? What else you got to say? Yeah, got some more videos coming out. Uh, Pac Man's Day 8 for 12 coming out. I got just a whole bunch of other videos coming out and stuff. Yeah. Like, I got I got this weekend off, thank goodness. I got Wednesday off as well. Like, I just got a bunch of doubles Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I say, like, if I feel a little, if I seem a little tired of podcasts, I'm not talking as much. I'm just trying to. You know, gather my thoughts. Work, yeah, yeah, sleep. Okay. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, there was that that game at Worlds where Deft was going after that bad inhibitor and he lost it. Oh, damn. It, yeah. It's moments like that that I miss when the season's not going, man. I'm oh, I miss it so much. Ah. <laughs> and like you know that RNG and EDG had COVID really badly, and there's that yep. document that documentary that's going to be coming out very soon about why EDG didn't do as well throughout the whole year. I can't wait to watch that. Those LPL documentaries are really, really good. I recommend people watch that. You know, yeah. those are so well, so well done. But all right, guys, we're gonna be heading out of here. See you guys next year in 2023. Don't worry, I'll be dropping content throughout throughout the month anyway. I have videos that I'm already were working on, so you guys will have content coming. You just won't have this anymore for the rest of this year because there's just nothing else to talk about. It's essentially done. We went over everything. <laughs> there's no more news. We've covered literally everything. But yeah, you will have more episodes of this show next year. One one day LEC, next day LCS. If you want to talk about the LPL and the LCK, we'll do that in those episodes. All right, guys. Peace. Deuces.